We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There, a show about finding discipline through perseverance and personal growth to become a little better at something every day with your host, Tom Mungia, and myself, Uncle Frank. So have a seat or do those chores and twist a wrench while we dive down the rabbit hole. All right, so today's episode is going to revolve around patience and communication, something that Tom and I are learning more and more about every week as we go through getting to know each other, um, creating this virtual friendship that we have, um, and and just continuing to, to grow individually and make sure that we're doing every we're doing something every day to to be better than we were yesterday. So I'll let I'll let uh, Tom go ahead and kick it off, man. Let's let's hear what you have on the subject, man. Well, I mean, patience. I'll I'll have to say they say patience is a virtue. It's not one of the ones that I have, especially nowadays. I'm extremely busy. My time is extremely valuable. Um, when I take the time, uh, I hate feeling like my time gets wasted. So anytime. I get that feeling, I get very frustrated. Um, One of my favorite sayings from Andy Frasella, one of my favorite uh, motivational speakers, he says, anytime you want to learn to improve your patience, you have to do things that make you be patient. Um, But yet, it seems like it's at the most inopportune times that our patience is tested, right? So it's one of the things I'm learning to deal with. I try very hard to deal with it better. But the fact of the matter is, and especially nowadays, I mean, I'm up, I get up at 3.30, I'm up till two o'clock. I'm, and basically that whole time is filled. I'm running around, meeting people, doing this, doing that. So anytime I put a lot of effort into something then I feel like it goes to waste, uh, I get pretty angry about it and I lose my patience and I'm trying very hard to not be so impatient. But let's face it, we all human beings and that's one of my faults one of the things that I need to work on and, uh, and I'll continue to do so. Sorry about that. I live really close to a, an airport and oh, as one of, right. one of my neighbors says, you know, we have these F 22s that fly over the house and he says, that's the sound of freedom. <laughs> there we go. I <laughs> thought we were going to war. <laughs> oh, man, it, it, sometimes they, they do it. They tend to do it. Uh, right up until about 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night. Okay. So, you know, they're they're burning off the rest of their fuel and they're doing whatever they got to do. So that's patience right there. When I first moved, <laughs> when I came to look at this house, none of that was going on. There was not a, not a plane in the sky, right. not a sound to be heard. And then we move in and the first night, it's like what in the what you know we're like freaking out my dogs are going crazy it's like what's going on and then there's an air show every year oh it's, that's right oh is that the hot goodness. air balloon show uh no 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 it's the um oh, it, the they have like a bunch of old warplanes ah, yeah. and and stuff that fly around and through here right. but yeah you know this, you you learn to love those sounds because we okay. we can live anywhere um that we choose but 
for whatever reason, we've stayed here. Okay. And and as you said, you know, uh, when you're learning to work your patience, it always it has to come at the most inopportune time because otherwise you're expecting it, you're waiting for it, and you you have the ability to say, okay, this is a this is one of those times where I'm supposed to be patient. Um, one of my very, very good friends and managers used to always tell me, you know, any idiot can lose his patience, but only those that are truly in control know where to find it when it's when it's needed the most. And, you know, I don't know where he got that from or how often he lost his patience, but man, Anytime, this was when I worked for Verizon back in the day, and we would have customers coming in, throwing cell phones at us, and just, I mean, irate people. And that manager, he was always very calm and collected. He would say, thank you for your business. I'm sorry for whatever's going on. Let's see if we can find a solution. Most of the time, he he helped them find a solution, but other times he had to ask them to leave. He's like, okay, this is this you you've gone to a certain point. I can no longer help you. You you just need to go ahead and leave because this is going nowhere. Um, So, you know, there's everyone everyone deals with it differently. Right. Uh, So learning uh, learning more about yourself and and learning you know how do you really test your patience um it it has to happen at those those inopportune moments in order for you to really be tested for sure and what you're talking about with that manager or whatever uh he was uh it reminds me of a quote that i saw today when, when we talked about possibly speaking about this subject and it's and it this reminded me so much of of kind of what i was going through Patience is more than simply learning to wait. It is having learned what is worth your time. There comes a point with our patience where now your your patience is at an end and you have to learn that this road that you're on is not leading you to where you want to go. That the obstacles that are in front of you, they're, it's a dead end. That your patience, now it's you're beating your head against a wall, mm-hmm. right? What you're waiting on and what you're trying to be patient for is not going to happen. And you have to have come to a point where you say, OK, I need to do something different, just like that manager did. Say, hey, look, that's enough. You need to leave. We all reach that end of the line. We have to realize, hey, it, it's no longer about patience. You have to understand this road is leading me in the wrong direction. And you have to start taking a different road and you have to start seeing other avenues of 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 what is of your time of, of the best use of your time and your efforts and everything that you're doing because you have to open your eyes at some point and realize look this this is not leading me in the direction I want to go it's no longer a matter of patience it's a matter of I need to reassess what's going on and maybe make a change oh yeah for sure and sometimes for for a lot of people it is very hard to uh, pivot and take that change because change i mean change that happens very fast is always met with some sort of animosity or it's met with um you know fear or or you know you name it. it it's it's not something that people are generally accustomed to because if change was it was a normal thing that everybody did every day, then, oh man, you know, we'd have so many changes going on around us and everyone would be perfectly okay with it. 
Well, see, I'm not. I can stop, right? I can stop and turn and just make because I've had to learn to do that. That's in nature of my job with HFD, with uh, being a paramedic. If something's not working, you're trying to save somebody. You better do something else, and you better do it quick. And that's how you know being in that type of environment. I've kind of like put that throughout the rest of my life, where I have to realize, wait a minute. Okay, this isn't working. <laughs> we need to do something different. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, and like I said, not everyone is is accustomed to that. You've right. been dealing with that for 25 right. years. So, right. you know, that's just a part of how you breathe. <clears throat> right, exactly. Yes. You know, um, and so with that, <clears throat> I also wanted to talk about one of the books that uh, I've been reading over the last uh, few days. I think I started last Wednesday. Wednesday, but the name of the book is called The Three Minute Rule by Brian Pinvidic. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. But some of the highlights is, and and this book essentially is about uh, pitching your idea and, in essence, sales, if you will. Right. And for me, that's that's a large part of communications because every everyone is trying to sell you something every day right. just like we talked about the other day with the leadership right you're selling a a scent a mindset you're selling <clears throat> something that you're you're projecting onto other people every day and one of the highlights that i got from was this thing that he talks about is uh whack w-h-a-c what does it do how does it work are you sure it can be done? Do you have some sort of proof of concept? And can you prove it? All right. Um, and that's the WHAC out of there. The it, it sounds so simple, right? It's like, obviously, those are the things that you should be asking. But he, he talks about taking these simple concepts uh, into these large meetings where people are presenting, you know, things about uh, oil and gas or uh, uh, biology and things like that. They're, they're so convoluted with all this technical jargon and all these things that a lot of people don't, don't really care about. And let's condense it all into a really short and sweet bullet point presentation to where everything comes together everyone <clears throat> everyone wants to know these four or five things it's four things what does it do how does it work are you sure it can be done and can you prove it that's what should be in these these sales pitches or these presentations and so you know it through reading the book you know it, it really helped me identify some of the things as i'm trying to help people with with the interview preparation is uh, i would always tell people you know make sure that you're tell me a little bit about yourself is solid get it down to a minute and a half two minutes you want to go in there and, and you want to fill these you want to fill this in you want to tell them you know who you are how long you've been doing what it is you you're trying to go in for uh very very small details about your personal life and then you know exactly what you're prepared <clears throat> to do and how you're going to do it when you get in there and then reading this book you know it's just like wow this guy has it down to an acronym you know w-h-a-c um you know who are you how do you work are you sure you can do this job and can you prove it right all condensed in that little tell me a, tell me a little bit about yourself okay yeah yeah i get that i can yeah i mean yeah that's how you should handle everything i believe um and just 
and because I don't know, it just came to my mind. We talked about uh, my t- patients being tested lately. Uh, Saturday, uh, there was something that I really wanted to take care of. Me and my wife were there, and it seemed like every time I turned around, a different obstacle was thrown in front of us. And I just, it started getting to the point where I just started laughing about it. Like every time these people came back, it was something, something different would get in the way, and I was getting really aggravated with those because supposedly everything was taken care of beforehand Mm. before my wife hit me and my wife had even gone to this place uh so the frustrating part when you get there and you find out no it's not and then these obstacles keep coming i finally started laughing and i and i brought up that quote to my wife i said anytime you want to learn to to develop your patience you have to do things that test your patience and i decided at that moment because I kind of got the feeling that the people were trying to take care of the situation. Um, it wasn't out of their hands, but these people that I were dealing with were trying to help. So I just sat there and it, once I changed my attitude on that situation, it seemed like things started to move a little bit smoother. And I think it's just a certain mindset that I gained on that day where I just said, look, I'm not going to let this stuff get me right? I've, we've come too far to come this far. You know, we're going to, we're going to make this work. It's going to happen. I just need to wait. Now, uh, granted, it took a lot longer than it was supposed to. It took a lot longer than I wanted to. It caused me to miss something with another thing that I wanted to do. But in the end, everything got taken care of. Um, I was happy. My wife was happy and it could have ended up, uh, where it was just a totally frustrating situation in the end because I decided, no, you know, I'm not going to let this, you know, get me down. I'm not going to let it get me frustrated. I think the situation ended up a lot better than it could have been if I would have lost my patience and really gotten frustrated, which I was like right on that brink, mm-hmm. you know, and anybody in that situation, I was would have gotten really frustrated as well if they knew what was going on. But uh, yeah, that was one of those things where it's just, it's a matter of mindset. We decided, look, no, you know, we're, we're going to get through this and that's all there is to it. Yeah, it's it's very hard, you know, because you you really have to pay attention to your thresholds of of patience as well. Like you said, you right. know, you you knew about yourself that you're right on the edge. Right. It, do I continue to go down this road or do I like you said, do I change my attitude and right. the outlook and the outcome was <laughs> was different from what it could have been? Right. And and one of the important things is I did see the daylight at the end. I could see the day it's just further away than I anticipated and then I hope for. You know, there's sometimes though where you have to realize it's it's dark. There's no daylight at the end of this tunnel. Oof. And that's when you have to say, look, okay, we need to stop what we're doing and change directions and go uh in a different path. Yeah. Whereas on Saturday I did see some daylight and I just said, Okay, it's a lot further away than it was supposed to be than what I was told it was, but we're just gonna keep going and we'll get there. Man, so was this uh, was this on your trip to go see uh, Lamb of Was it Lamb of God? <laughs> and it was involved with that, yes. But how yeah, was I the concert? I wanted to ask about the concert. Oh, it was outstanding. I'd never seen them before. They're really good. I don't know, if, you know, for the people out there that are in that type of music, they I had never seen them. I wanted to. Uh, they put on a fantastic show, um, and it, it all was worth it. Of course, I got home like at three thirty in the morning. Had to get up at four thirty to go to the fire station, but. Hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Was uh, <laughs> were, I saw that they were at the uh, Cynthia Woods here recently as well. The day like, I had to be at the fire station. Oh, wow. So that's why, you know, I had some business to take care of Dallas and it just so happened. Uh, I was okay, there. Okay. 
the concert was there, I said, let me knock these two birds out with one stone. Wow. And that way I don't have to miss work the next day. And uh, sure. yeah, so yeah, we took was care of Megadeth. Was Megadeth there with them as well? Yeah, but I think I'm one of the few people of my generation that thinks they're terrible. So really? I didn't stay for that whole show. Yeah, okay. I, I saw like okay. two, three songs. I've seen them before a couple of times because they always seem to be with some group that I do want to see. <laughs> and uh, um, so I watched a couple, but then, uh, and I, they closed the show. So it kind of worked. I got to get home, mm, you know, mm. an hour and a half a earlier because I didn't okay. Right. Who yeah. did you did you were you there for like all the openers? I like the opening acts, man, because there's a lot okay. of unknown, unheard of. Well, these, well uh, they're not that popular, but uh, <laughs> there's a band called Hate Breed that I'm really into. Okay. Uh, okay. And I missed them because of what was going on with the other situation, mm-hmm. but I've seen them several times, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, the main show I was there to see was Lamb of God. They were outstanding. Um, and I got one of my favorite live pictures. I've, people who've seen me on Twitter have seen the pictures of my concert wall where I take snapshots from every show. And uh, one of my favorite pictures I've, I've ever taken in a, in a live show I got during that concert. Uh, so that made it all worth it because, you know, and I've got that memory hanging up on my wall now and it freaking looks awesome to me. So um, I missed hate breed, but so what? Uh I got to see the show I wanted to see. Man, that's <clears throat> wild. Um, and, and and for those people out there that like uh you know motivational stuff, you will not get music and messages more motivational than hate breed. A lot of their quotes, a lot of their lyrics from their songs are used in different websites, uh, motivational websites, and people don't realize where they're getting it from. But a lot of their lyrics from their music. It's, it's posted on motivational websites. You see them on Twitter all the time, and you just don't realize it. And, uh, you know, the name hate breed, you know, you kind of get this bad connotation of them. It sounds like, you know, something crazy. But, no, it's all about, you know, I can do it. You can do it no matter if you just put in the hard work. A lot of the things that we talk about, a lot of things that I say, uh, a lot of the ideas I get, a lot of that mindset comes from music like that. A lot of um, their ideas uh, – it just really, and that's why I listen to it. It's very, they're very popular amongst the workout crowd hmm. because of their music, because of their message. It's all positive. It's all you can do, whatever you put your mind to. You know, the name, you know, like I said, the name Hate Breed, you know, you kind of get this. Yeah, it's very, feeling, very selfish. Uh, no. uh, right. And I'll, I'll be honest, I've never listened to any of their oh, music. Okay. I'll, I'll check it out now, though. Now, their style, you know, it's not for some people because a lot of it's that kind of like yelling, sure. you know, but, but when you sit and you can hear it, and a lot of they'll have you see on you pull up it on YouTube. You see the lyric videos where you can actually read what they're saying mm-hmm. if you can't if you can't hear it. But uh, man, yes, it's some of the most motivational stuff you will ever read. Better than most motivational books. Oh wow! Yeah, and wow. I don't know what the term a riff. You know what a riff is? A music in riff uh, in okay. music terms. Mm-hmm. Riff. You know, man, they got some really catchy riffs. So then they get okay. it with that motivational theme. Oh man, it's fantastic. Oh man, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. I've I've never been one to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna check out Hatebreed just because, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's there. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, outstanding. I, I recommend them to anybody that's into motivational type of music. Yes, that's it. So, um, whenever you were, what did y'all listen to on your drive up there? Who all went? Was it your whole family? It was, was me. It, it was and- no. It was me, my wife, and my son, because they, you know, they went up there and they they drove back, uh, and I stayed up there. 
because uh, my wife, she's not into that music. <laughs> mm, okay, okay. But uh, I'm trying to remember. We just listened to like a bunch of different <laughs> Korean pop, uh, just dance music, <laughs> just all kinds of stuff. And of course, my son was listening to whatever he listened to on his headphones. Oh, uh, okay. And I think at some point, my wife was too. Um, I think we might That's have listened drive, to Astros at some man. Point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like five hours, man. Uh, about four hours. I do that quite oh, often. I, yeah, go right? I go to a lot of shows. I go to a lot of shows in Dallas. I'm going to one in a couple of weeks, as a matter of fact. Uh, oh, you said you like that group, uh, Kill Switch Engage. Oh, yeah. Well, the old singer that uh, that used to be with them, he's got his own group. They were supposed to come to Houston to your side of town to Scout Bar. Oh, but, uh, wow. Some, for some reason, it got canceled. Um so I'm gonna. I've really been wanting to check out his new band, and closest they're coming is Dallas. So it's gonna be on a Saturday. You know, finish up with some clients, head out there, head back. No big deal. Was it the very first singer? Because I, I could have swore something had well, happened the, to his okay. vocal cords or something like <laughs> the, that. No? Okay. Now here, here's some drama. So the first singer left. Then they got a different singer. Mm-hmm. Then he left, and then the first singer came back. Right, right, okay. And, and then they made a song together. <laughs> oh my goodness! But uh, and it's all fantastic. So that second singer, he's got his own band. Uh, oh, okay. I and can't it's remember very, what his name is. Howard Jones. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And he's really good. And the he's really got a, big guy, like he's like super muscular, right? Uh, maybe to you. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. Th- I don't think so. But yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, 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 he's not, you know, out of shape or nothing like that. But no, he's great, great singer, man. Great voice, great. Uh, he's got one of those powerful voices, right? When you hear it, mm-hmm. it just kinda, like really hits you with some force. So yeah, uh, his yeah. rendition of "Holy Diver" was the first version of "Holy Diver" I'd ever heard. And then I went back okay, and I Frank, listened. Never, to... never say that again, please. Well, I mean, I wasn't, <laughs> I was, it wasn't. Uh, I, I have no favorite right, either or of right. the song. It right. was just the first version I had heard of it. Um, the other, I listened to the one after I had spoke to you about it. I listened right. to the other one. I mean, God, it's it's just as good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just as good. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's like finding out that uh, Gone in sixty seconds, the the Nicolas Cage version is the first iteration of the movie right right and then uh, you, you scrolling through old movies or you go to goodwill and you find the vhs for the original and it's just right. like oh well okay well let me check this one out mm-hmm. you're used you're accustomed to the first one that you watched you think it's the original right. you, you sit here and you know go on that hill and plant your flag all you want you know it's it is what it is okay <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it all at right. that. We'll leave yeah, that. I mean, we'll all right. Uh, all right. So back to that book, too. You know, um, if you're creating a compelling beginning and it keeps it keeps your audience's attention through the middle, at the end, your audience is asking for more questions and wanting more from you. You don't have to have a, a closing argument you know, all oh, these are my closing statements as to why you should buy XYZ or why you should use XYZ. It's right. it's it's all in the details that you've presented to them, you know. So I could sit here and 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 talk about, you know, kill switch engage is holy diver, you know, till I'm blue in the face. But if if you're accustomed to that other one, you know, that's that is that's where you're gonna be at. Okay. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> um. What's what's the name of the his his uh, his other his other <laughs> let band? this go light the torch light the torch okay well uh, I mean I want to go check it out yeah uh, it, I didn't uh, know just, he had a new band he just band. came out with a new uh, album um, I think they have two I think they've made two with him and uh, really good it's same vein as uh you know Kill Switch Engage and and for those people out there that are not familiar with Kill Switch another highly motivational lyric lyrically driven band uh some of the best concerts you know um metal music over the years has gotten a bad connotation but so much of it and one of the big things uh so we're gonna (laughs) we'll bring this up this is what my big deal with the 80s metal scene it was all about i can do anything i put my mind to i can do it i would want to have a good time and when the 90s music came it was all about oh i'm so sad oh i'm so helpless oh no nobody likes me and that's one of my big things, and I've also often uh, made mention of it on Twitter and stuff. I quit listening to English music totally because of 90s music. That whole idea, that whole mindset of I'm helpless, oh, it just was a huge turnoff to me. Nirvana, all these bands that just, you know, it was just uh, just like this sad rendition of I can't do anything. Whereas I was used to growing up in the 80s where we could do anything. Right. That's all the music talked about. And um, that's when I got big into Tejano music. Hey, <laughs> it led me to meeting my wife. So I guess, you know, my disdain for 90s music led to something good, I guess. And uh, and it's from there. And it took a while for uh, music to come back to more motivational type of stuff, stuff more positive that I would say is more positive. Um, and I think, to be honest, that's why you're seeing a big uh, uh, rebirth of 80s music and these bands touring again. People are tired of being told I'm helpless. People are tired of being told, hey, it's sad. I can't do anything. There's nothing, you know, uh, you know, I, I I don't have any worth. People want to hear positive messages. And I think that's why 80s music, those big bands, those acts are making a huge comeback. Yeah, I think it's it's a lot of, to do with that. And then everyone is just making covers of everything now. There's not – just like in movies, there's not very many <clears throat> original things that are coming well, out. Well, let me ask you this. Form, right? What do you hear covers of? 80s music. That, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like you don't hear covers even, of 90s music. Nobody even wants electronic to hear those sad music. things. Even Nobody electronic music. that 90s. You know, I'm this. I can't do that. You know, oh, I'm helpless. I'm – you know – Nobody wants to hear. So when we do hear covers, people are bringing up the good, <laughs> the music, the positive stuff, the stuff that empowers you. That's what everything we talk about. A lot of my ideas come from stuff like that. And I think that has a huge uh, part to do with it. Yeah. And I mean, too, you know, you're you're you grew up in the what in the 70s, 80s. Your heyday was in the 80s. You're in your 20s. My um, heydays today. Oh, okay. So you're still in your heyday. Sorry. I am. That's what um, it's about, right? That's everything we talk about. No, you're you're right. Well, uh, well your twenties, your twenties were in the eighties. No, right? No. Well, how old were you in the eighties? You were in the teenager. Te- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How? What? Let's say eighty, eighty-five. How old were you? Mm, Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. I was okay. born in seventy-two. Seventy. Oh, okay. Dang. Yeah, I was way off. That's right. You were yeah. about to be fifty. <laughs> 
you're not in your 50s you're about to be there so you know the the generational gap there between the music that you grew up listening to versus um you know what kids were seeing and and listening to throughout the early 90s and even the late 80s like that that hair metal started to go that away just like guns and roses and stuff with them that's kind of started that little generational twist into where everyone was starting to feel sorry for themselves and get sad and stuff like that so yeah i could see where i wasn't i wasn't a guns and roses fan but i wouldn't put them in that type of category i don't think they felt sorry for themselves at all i think after november rain it their their music started to get pretty sad well i mean i think it just was in general it wasn't that good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, but I don't think their messages were sad at all. I don't think so. Uh, the, the 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 tone was very melancholy. So, you know, the, and that's where I'm going with it. Maybe maybe the message, but the tone, the the way their their style of playing, it was it was a lot more melodic than the older stuff that came before them. Because I mean, Slash was amazing on the guitar. He he was bringing back that Santana esque version of playing the guitar to me at least right okay um but yeah that's music it 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 goes over and and comes back in so many different ways and just like i was saying with like even even edm um you have a lot of um what i'm calling like 80s revivals because they have that same synthesizer feel that the the 80s pop music had so i mean just like fashion cars everything you know it's it's all coming back it's it's everything old is cycle yes exactly exactly So hopefully, you know, we'll be on the upswing where we're having these amazing montages in movies like from Rocky where you know, people are training, working out or, you know, the the montage from Commando where he's getting ready for war and, you know, gearing up to go get his daughter from the bad guy. Right. It's 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 funny you bring that up. Have you ever heard. Uh, have you ever seen uh, Team America? Yes. And that one song, I need I, I need a montage. You remember that? I had a yes. buddy of mine. We love this mu- that that movie and we'd watch it. <laughs> we'd watch it every, actually every 9/11. We would make it a point to get together yeah. and watch Team America. So what we would do is uh at one point he he was a big motorcycle guy. He ended up getting in a wreck and broke his leg. Oh. And just to cheer him up, I went and I made a video and it was just clips of different pictures of him and it was kind of like it was a montage made to that song i need a montage and uh <laughs> it's one of my favorite things i ever did and, and it was a uh, such a uh uh pleasure to be able to give that to him that something we had enjoyed that song i need a montage and then i made a montage for him or showing the his, montage <laughs> right showing oh, him make goodness. his big comeback and uh yeah that's one of my favorite things it's funny you brought that up but yeah <laughs> Oh, I'll leave it to you to do something like that. Oh, for yeah, he must be a really good friend, man. Well, you know, it's just, you know, these ideas popped in my head and I just said, man, well, let me see if I can knock this out. And we did it. Oh, my gosh. Did he at least like it? Oh, of course he did. Yeah, he appreciated it. Oh, good, good. Not yeah. one of those things where he looked at it and gave it an eye roll. It was like, oh, oh my gosh. No. no, no, he loved it. He, he really did. <laughs> man that's so crazy um what else do you have to add to the communication thing there um i know i remember the last time we were on the phone you were talking about how you're having to talk to your clients you know they're calling you and they're saying hey 
is, you know, what does this look like? You're telling them, hey, there's no contract. It's up to you to show up. You're doing right. these things. Um, what else can you add to that? Um, well, I mean, as far as what, it's all in how you present. It's like uh, what you brought up with that book. You know, you've got to present yourself. You've got to sell yourself. And you've got to do it quick. Nobody wants to hear some long-winded speech about I can do this, I can do that. Um, you've got to sell yourself quick. You've got to be convincing right away. Um, it's a lot easier when they come in and they can kind of get your vibe. You know, um, a lot of people say they they really dig my vibe when they meet me and and you know we talk and I, and I come at them with this you know kind of positive force quote unquote. Um, they can start feeling it that, hey, you know, I'm serious about what I'm talking about, that, you know, we're going to get this done and I'm going to help you get it done. So uh, and quite frankly, and they see me, they they say, well, look, this guy looks like he can get it done. Right. Yeah. So, yeah um, sure. And I just had a, a, a client yesterday I worked with came in for the first time and, you know, we, we really hit it off well. And part of it was the way I approached it and the way I approached her and the way I dealt with her. Um she kind of seemed like she was pretty sure it wasn't going to work before, but she, hey, kudos to her. She came in, she gave it an effort and we hit it off very well. Um, and I'm looking forward to working with her again. And, and that's what it is. You know, you've got to sell yourself and you've got to be effective. You got to do it right away because like I said, I don't have a contract with anybody, you know, that she can walk in, she can walk out. So you've got to make sure you, you, you hit them right away. You got to hit a home run on your first swing. That's all there is to it. And luckily, I've been doing pretty well so far, and uh, good, and it's good. all about in how you present yourself, the way you sell yourself, and the way you get your message across. And thankfully, I've been blessed with uh, the ability to do that. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot, but I was going to say, you know what? Let's say I'm calling. Oh, you love to you. put me on the spot. Uh, I'm going to call <laughs> you. I'm going to call you. And say, hey, Tom. You know, I heard about you. Thinking about working out, man. What uh, you know? What are what are we looking at? We're um, you know, I, I want to try to work out two or three times a week. How well, much working well, out? Well, don't forget too. If I get the vibe from you when you call me that you're not serious or you're just gonna waste my time, oh, I, I'm not gonna okay. do. I'm under no contract to 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 take your money. Oh, well, that's you know, good. The, yeah. You know, the thing that makes me different from other uh, trainers, they pay their bills with what they're getting from their uh, clients. I've got a career. I've got two other careers, right? This is all what I do as a hobby, right? So when you come in, we're dealing one-on-one. -on -one. We're doing this because I enjoy doing it, and you better enjoy what you're doing. I'm under no obligation to train you. So if you call me and, and you're I call being you around wishy-washy, okay. right, I'll just hang up. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't okay. You know. You're not going to waste my, my time. It's way more valuable than anything I'm going to charge you. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So you call oh, me, wow, call yeah. me like that. I, I, I don't have to take your money and I don't. And, and the good thing about me and why I can treat you uh, equally, I can treat everybody the same because I don't need your money. Like I said, I've got two other careers. I'm about to retire. You know, mm -hmm. I can kick my feet up and go have a good time, but this is what I really enjoy doing. And you're not going to ruin my enjoyment by coming in and, you know, dragging things down and, and you know, and, and my name now is attached to you. When you come in and I'm training you, you go out and you tell people, stay sharp is training me. You know, if I can't trust that you're going to put in the effort to represent me in the proper manner and to look like, we can, hey, hey, man, no, it's a two way street. 
right? I'm going to put in a lot of work. You better put in your work too. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> do you have people that call you that are kind of wishy-washy? No, like, no. I, I mean, will tell you, everybody that's called me and everybody that's come in, I've actually been surprised at how hard they work. Right. And you got to remember, too, this isn't cheap. You know, personal training is not cheap. Right. So you once you've decided this is something you want to do, uh, <laughs> like, you, you know, you'd be pretty dumb to invest all that money and not put in the effort, you know, the requisite effort to to get the most for your money. And that's one thing I always tell. Look, you know, I want to make sure when you leave that you felt like that was a money worth spent because it, it it is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anybody wasting their money and I don't want to be wasting my time. And, and like I said, it's a two way street. We both have to put in. What so if let's say that I'm I'm unsure about how to work out, what are some good questions that I would need to ask if, if I was calling you or any other trainer out there? You know, what what uh, what does that look like for someone that wants to do this but doesn't know how to start? Uh, you, you know, well, for, I would say meet the person. If you got a good vibe with each other, uh, try to see if they've got any reviews. Try to find out other people they've trained. Um, seek proof of what of their work, right? And other than that, you know, if you, you don't know what to ask if you've never trained before. Yeah, that's that's what right. I'm saying. Like, so, how do you so, get started? Right. So just go in, see if you got a good vibe. Tell them what you want. Tell them what you're looking. That's the that's the first question. What is it? Why are you here? What is your goal? Is it you trying to look like some movie star? Is it you're trying to reach a certain weight? Is there some uh, some people they have a fun run they want to get ready for? Some people want to do those mudders, you know, those uh, mm. mud runs or whatever oh, you call really? it. You could train yeah. for that like that well, with you? Of course, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I want to know what is it you're trying to get to? Some I've got a couple that are getting ready for uh, their uh, wedding photo shoots, getting ready mm. to try to fit into their dress. Uh, so uh, what is that goal? What is it? When you tell me your goal, then I'll figure out how to get you there. You know, I don't expect you to know, okay, well, do you know how to train me to do this and that and that? No, just tell me what your goal is. Okay. So the first thing you got to have is a goal. So let's, I'm calling up, I'm calling up. What do we always talk about? You have to have your why. Yeah. Yeah. What's your why? I'm, I'm gearing, I'm gearing somebody up out there that may be on the fence about calling in to start training because right. they want, they want those wedding pictures. Right. They want that yes. tough mutter, right? Right. So, you know, I'm calling you up. Hey, you know, I, I've got an idea that I'd, I'd like to get started in working out. I'm, I'm a little shy to go in the gym, whatever. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm working on my appearance. I'm working on, right. you know, X, Y, Z. Uh, my goal is to what if they have crazy goals, though, like That's I want crazy. six weeks. I want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. OK, now. OK, what's the whole subject we're talking about today? Patience. It's not going to happen <laughs> overnight. Right. Look, OK. OK. You didn't get if you're somebody that's woefully out of shape, you know. Uh, just, you know, that didn't happen overnight. It happened over time. You can't expect to change it and reverse that over time, uh, you know, overnight. As long as it took you to get to that point, it might take you that long to get back to where you want to be. It won't, but you can't expect a miracle either, right? Okay, so those those are miracle stats right there. Going from, you know, now you can make out uh, of shape depending depending on how hard you work, depending on your diet, depending on how disciplined you are. 
you can make some some pretty good uh, results now. You're not going to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're not going to you know be super. <laughs> not ripped. many people would. Yeah. But there are a couple. I've got a couple of clients that their body just responds. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody's body is different. You know, not all the same exercises work the same for everyone. We've got to find what does work for you. We've got to find the diet that works for you. You know, not everybody can eat the same. Their yeah, body doesn't true. respond yeah. the same. So um, we don't know. Maybe you will respond that quickly. Maybe you won't. But the most important thing is that you have the patience and the, the discipline to stay at it. And when you first start, you're going to make all these improvements really quickly because your body's, you know, it's all new. It's all happening very fast. Right. But when you, you're going to hit that plateau, everybody hits a plateau eventually. That's when the discipline and the patience comes into it. That, hey, look, I'm on the right path. I've had success up to now. Yes, things have slowed down because my body's adjusting to what I'm doing. we got to figure out ways to get past this plateau. But it's going to take patience, and you will get through it eventually, right? We just have to make some adjustments to get us jump-started again. But it, it's like what we talk about from the beginning of this episode. It's all about patience, patience and hard work. Hard work works. Yes, it does all the time, every time. What is what is the average? Like how long would I need to work out? How many days a week before I actually started to notice those physical changes? Because I'm looking at myself every day in the mirror, right? You, right. you, you don't notice gradual changes. Usually we notice significant changes. Right. Well, this is, and what does that look like? Well, that's one of the things we, uh, you know, that you always see those people taking pictures every week. You know, mm -hmm. you want to take a picture because like, it's like you said, you see yourself every minute of the day in the mirror, you're making all these gradual changes. You don't notice them. Now, somebody that saw you today and then sees you a month from now, they're going to notice the difference. Like, Frank, you've lost so much weight. You're looking so much better. But to Frank, Frank sees himself every day. He doesn't realize how much he's changed. But you take that picture every week in the same clothes at the same time, in the same lighting, you'll start, you'll see the clothes will fit different. I'll look different. And when you can sit down and put those pictures and look at them, boom, 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 then you know, it's a lot more uh, uh, obvious to yourself at how much of a change you've made. Awesome. Don't and I and, and so, don't always go by weight, right? Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading a lot get, about that too. Yeah, yeah. Don't go by the weight, you know. And uh, <laughs> I have a client, you know, she was telling me, you know, it's so frustrating. Uh, I don't understand what's wrong. Is that you know, I weigh myself throughout the day and it, it changes this and that. And I said, that's not the problem. The problem is that your weight changes throughout the day. The problem is that you know it's changing throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Stop weighing yourself so many yeah, times. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, the depending on when you eat and then also. Yes. The you're water, working out you're building up wedding. muscle muscle right. weighs more than fat and right. it just you know a, a complex There's so many multitude of involved. yes yes right. so many different variables um right. as to why that number is what it is on the scale right right um but what i am reading and what i'm hearing from you too is it's it's all about you know how those clothes are fitting you yes. how how you feel um your you know your attitude obviously changes over over time as you're working out you know yeah. you begin to feel better you begin to um, change emotionally and physically so right. there's so many different changes that go on when you start working out or you just start doing something different yeah there's nothing like having a client say man I noticed my my bicep for the first time. Awesome, oh, man. right? Yeah. You know, it, wow. it's nothing like knowing that your hard work is paying off. 
Now, when she told me that, I didn't immediately ask, well, what are you weighing now? Who, yeah, who right. cares what you're weighing? <laughs> Nobody cares. You don't walk around with a, you know, a number on your, your shirt saying this is what I weigh today. No, people see you. They see what you look like. They see they can see the hard work you're putting in, you yeah. know. Your posture changes. Yes. Uh, so yes. many different change. So many yes. different things change. Right. Um, I was I was reading about the effects of deadlifts and squats on your just your posture, your overall posture, and your right. spinal uh, spinal flexibility and things yes. like that. Um, you'll start to notice after nine weeks of you know um, doing it at least two or three times a week that your shoulders begin to you know kind of go back and you're you're standing up a little bit straighter even though you're right. lifting all that weight so yeah so just so amazing the how those are my two favorite exercises are. that i have people do now some people can't do them right away this we have to build up to those but you don't yeah. you know and you mentioned something about you know all that weight you don't have to do them heavy right i don't always have them doing heavy it's the act itself uh of putting your body sometimes we do them really light and we just do a bunch of them right but those two, those especially squats and deadlifts, use so many d different muscle groups at the same mm -hmm. time. You you start you you can use them almost as cardio. You know, you keep doing you keep doing some deadlifts. You know, a significant number of reps. You are doing cardio. Your heart rate's going to jump. You and that's one of the things that I like to put my clients through is uh these different routines where your cardio is the actual lifting of weight, where we're doing so many reps nonstop. These big exercises that you don't realize you're doing cardio, but your heart rate is up there. And at the end of it, you are winded. You're not only physically taxed, you're, you know, your 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 heart rate, your cardio wise, you're taxed. And it's one of the things they really enjoy. You know, they like that. It's not something they're used to. They're used to lifting weights, you know, in, in a bodybuilder type of style, you know, where I do right, these sets. Right, yeah. And then they go and they run on the treadmill. Well, no, we incorporate <laughs> it together. So you're knocking out two birds with one stone. Like I tell them, I'm giving you the most bang for your buck, right? We're hitting both at the same time. And you don't even realize how much cardio you're doing until they're sitting there standing in a pool of sweat. Yeah, you can't for catch real. Their breath. I right. can imagine. You know, I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm envisioning someone doing all that, right. and you're right. You know, you are. You know, the movement of going up and down, and then right. feeling strong while feeling, you know, doing it quickly. Right. So yeah, right. I, I could totally see that. Right. Yeah. Highly effective stuff, man. It, so it really does. They re it really seems to be working. They really enjoy it, and uh, and it's motivating to me to see somebody that in the beginning couldn't get through a routine like that, couldn't even do simple exercises. Now they're doing those type of routines, wow. and I'm there, you know, rooting them on. So come on, you got it. Come on, one more. You got this. Come on, and they do it, and they keep pushing, and they keep pushing, and you see all these things that you preach about in action, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody buying into it. And making significant changes to their body and to their life, to their whole mindset. It's really it's, it motivates me to watch these people, you know, keep pushing. Yeah, there's there's nothing the there's nothing like the feeling of having someone believe in you, right. and then you telling them, pushing them, driving them to do one more rep. Right. I mean, that's that in itself right. is I'm sure what they they're craving every time right. they go back. And it's one of the things I always tell people because when we're out there, we kind of feel like we're on an island by ourselves. We're standing there on the edge of a cliff when you're really pushing yourself to the edge. You're standing there on the cliff, right? And you don't know if you can jump. You don't know if you can keep going. And it's one of the things I always tell them, I'm right here with you. You're not by yourself. 
You know, I'm not going to let you fall off this cliff. I've got you. You know, that no matter how hard it gets, I'm right here, right beside you. And we're going to get through this together. And you see it, you know, something switch. Some there's a click inside their head where, yeah, they're willing to do anything because they know they've got that safety, that safety rope right there with them. And uh, it's just a very powerful that that statement. I've got you. I got your back. I'm right here with you. Man, that's one of the most powerful statements you can tell anybody. But you better mean it and you better be there when they need you. Because there's oh, been a couple sure. where yeah. they pushed themselves yeah. and uh, they couldn't get that weight or they, you know, they almost, you know, gave out. And I was right there to catch them. And now they're willing to do anything. Well, that's good, man. You yeah. built that trust. That's right. That, that goes that's life, a right? Very, very long way. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. That's the way it works in life. There you go. Man. Well, with that. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Um, don't forget to download last week's episode. And of course, if you like what you hear, leave us a review or drop us a line at uh, H-O-I-A-T podcast at gmail.com. All this is going to be in the show notes. Um, I'll add the books that we talked about in today's uh, show notes. So go out there and check it out. The Three Minute Rule by Brian Pinvidic. I'm not sure. I'm sure I'm butchering that, but it's a pretty good read. Uh, I, I consume all of my books through uh, Audible, um, either when I'm driving or just, uh, you know, sitting down to try to meditate or something, just having a quiet moment. I'll try to do at least 30 minutes or so. And obviously, while I'm driving, I'm listening to that. But, you know, and then also don't forget to check out Every Monday, we have Motivational Monday. It comes out at 3.15 a.m. Uh, you can go back and listen to some of the older episodes. They're all incredibly motivational. It doesn't have to be a Monday for you to listen to it because it will drive you to get up and want to do something. It's funny. The other morning I was up, I got up at 3 and I got a message. I was like, who's texting me at this time? And it was the one. It was saying that the the, the episode had dropped, oh, and uh, nice. I just started laughing. Yeah, <laughs> that is something. Somebody texting you at three o'clock. Right, right. Holy moly! Well, all right. Well, with that, uh, once again, thanks everybody for hanging out, and we'll talk to you next week. Everybody, stay sharp.